Well, hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. We people are of all ages. People of all ages. We are back again. We're for, back. For both of you guys. We decided to do it again. And gals. <laughs> the tens of you listeners. Yeah, the tens of listeners that we have. Um, we're back for our uh, episode number two, and we're very excited uh, about this episode. We decided to call this one the college prep episode. College prep. Pro- college prep, if you will. And uh, we have a very, very special guest with us uh, for this particular podcast. Um, our guest is, is Mr. Arliss Dickerson. He's a collegiate speaker, author, and Sunday school leader who served as the Baptist campus minister at Arkansas State for 32 years. Uh, he's also served as a consultant in collegiate ministry. He recently had a chair of collegiate ministry and discipleship named in his honor at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. And uh, he's, he's led conferences. Uh, he spoke at Collegiate Week, authored several books. His latest book is entitled Tips for College Freshmen, 124 Tips for Fun, Faith, and Good Grades. However, I'm going to tell you right now, his biggest accomplishment is he's married to Sue. <laughs> Yeah, so, Arliss, we are so excited to have you with us. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, uh, I've been waiting for this. This Uh-oh. has been good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's good. No. In, in the best way possible. Like, yeah, it, okay. we've, Lee and I discussed it, when it's, it's, it's pretty much all downhill from here. That's okay. right. Because, okay. like, okay. we're not, we're not going to top this. This all is right. great. Well, let's go big. Let's go big. <laughs> That's Absolutely. right. So, the first question I want to ask you is this, okay? Generally speaking, what issues do college students struggle with the most when they start college? I mean, obviously, you've written the book, you know, and and a lot of what you you wrote, you know, you were thinking about this. You know, kind of share with us, you know, what do you think is the the big issues when they start college? Well, the first over-simple answer is they don't know how to manage their time. You know, and they're they're totally on their own. There's nobody dragging them out of bed. You know, if they're mm-hmm. living at school, and there's nobody saying go to class, and so they got to learn to uh, manage their time. Uh, most students come to school looking for fun and friends. You know, everybody wants friends, and and they've heard college is fun. They're looking for fun and friends. Well, what happens a lot of times then they start doing their lifestyle and their priorities by the friends they've made, instead of doing friends by their priorities right and so they wind up you know somewhere they didn't necessarily plan to be uh like one of the reasons you know our studies today say seven out of ten high school seniors active in church aren't don't make a faith connection in college and and i think there's two reasons for that uh one they don't go planning to be intentional about it they just assume it'll happen and i think that's one of the things we got to help them know they need to be and how to be intentional about making a faith connection when they get there the other thing is a lot of them get there and in their effort to make friends and and get connected and have a good time they make some dumb mistake uh, that's totally contrary to who they've been and so they give up okay I guess I'm not a Christian I guess I'm not this I'm whatever and and they're embarrassed and they give up and uh, so I think that's one of the huge issues we deal with. Now, now I've heard you mention before, you, you've talked about that three-week window. Could mm-hmm. you share a little bit about that? Well, I think the first two, and I go heavy on two and maybe into the third week, mm-hmm. pretty well determines the college career of a college student. That what they do those first two to three weeks will determine because they, they start setting their pattern, they get their friendships and so forth. And so, uh, you know, I say to college ministers only half jokingly, 
you know, we don't go home the first two weeks, you know, because it, it just is that key. And, uh, uh, and, I, and, I, and we do it because we care, because uh, it's amazing how many students shipwreck their lives or at least their college career in mistakes they made in the very beginning that keep rolling and, and, and come piling in on them. You know, they, they uh, uh, mess up their grade point. They're not going to be able to go to med school after all. They're, you know, on and on and on and so forth. So it's really important for them to get started on the right foot. Right. And who they connect with is huge. And that's why we got to be out there looking for them, uh, you know, to, to help them, encourage them, and get them connected to faith. Now, you've, you've written this book, mm -hmm. Tips for College Freshmen, yeah. okay? What possessed you to write it? Tell, tell us a little bit about the book. Well, it's probably the greatest book anybody can ever buy, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, well, where it came, I'm real practical. I'm not very smart. You know, when I speak, I speak on about an eighth grade level. I'm, I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm super practical. And through the years, I've been involved in lots of senior Sundays at churches and stuff, and a lot of times they'd give them a book. Well, I'd always look at the book. And nine times out of ten, it wasn't necessarily a bad book, but I thought the odds of a student reading it w was slim. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and youth pastors and, and youth ministers get bombarded every year from publishing companies and, and different groups trying to get us to purchase things mm -hmm. for our graduates. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I look at the material and I'm like, there's no way that these kids are going to pick this up and read it. Mm -hmm. Their parents aren't going to even look at it, it'll end up being a, a coaster by a nightstand or something mm -hmm. at some point. But, and that's one of the things I appreciate about this book is that, it, number one, it's, it's, it's very easy to read, mm -hmm. and anybody can read it. And there's so much that can be taken from this, and it's very practical. I'm, I'm a kind of guy, I love practical stuff, mm -hmm. and, and that's what I appreciated about this particular book. Well, I appreciate that. And, and, and that was my point, that it could be, um, uh, you know, as a, you can't see it, but it's super thin. It's about 50 pages, mm -hmm. you know, and, and each tip is about a paragraph. And you can sit down and read it straight through, or you can look and, okay, that's the tip I'm looking for, what I, what I need right now. And, and that was my whole point. And then just what, you know, what kind of things can just common sense or from past experience, can I tell them it's going gonna, it's gonna to help them? And, and part of it is... When I started, I didn't think there was anything out there, and then I started finding these books, but almost all of them didn't have any Christian bent to them. And so that's what I wanted to do, was I wanted to weave together the Christian and just the practical, you know, how do you, how do, you do school well and right and all like that. Okay, so the book contains 124 tips. Now that you've written the book, would you add a tip 125? <laughs> and if so, what would it be? <laughs> Well, a guy on our church staff said the other day, and I thought, why didn't I have that in there? And he said, wear shoes in the shower. You there know? you go. Yeah. That's a good one. You know, I heard people discussing it today. As a matter of fact, today they're, you know, they're doing uh, orientation at Arkansas State. Uh -huh. I was over there, and, and uh, people were discussing it. They were like, why did he stop at 124? We're like, what's the magic number? And it's like, um, you know, we weren't sure. That was a good question. Like some of those were um, – like he likes even numbers or something. <laughs> well, the, you know, it's in three sections, and uh, uh, there's a bunch of tips. Now, I, don't, I can't even remember the numbers now that, that I wrote. Well, I put on Facebook, if you could tell 
you know, somebody one tip after you've been to college, what would it be? And what I was going to do, I figured I'll get eight or ten answers, and then I'll write a tip off that. Well, I got like 40 or 50, yeah. you know. Mm. And I started, I thought, no, I thought I'm going to just put those in there, just like those people said it. And, and so I just, you know, that was part of it. I really, I, I had in mind I'd probably do 150. And, and I just, at that point where I had, I thought, okay, I like where I am. And so I quit. And so my question is, like in the future, will we revise it and add some to it, or would we, you know? And oh, I, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I think I, be I don't know, but but we've gotten a way better reception even than I thought we would. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, according to Barna, they mm -hmm. say that nearly two thirds of eighteen-year-olds who grow up in the church mm -hmm. are leaving. Mm -hmm. And I think the number we were thinking we were talking about the other day was like sixty four percent. That's the last one they've done. That was yeah. like two thousand nineteen, right? Mm -hmm. And then and then Lifeway, of course, did, did a survey mm -hmm. back in twenty seventeen. Right. Uh, top five reasons why students leave mm -hmm. leave the church. And number one was moving to college. Number mm -hmm. two was church members seemed hypocritical or judgmental. Mm -hmm. Number three was lack of connection which I think, mm -hmm. you know, you touched on. And then uh, maybe number four was disagreement with the church stance on political and social issues. Mm -hmm. And the fifth one was that work prevents them being able to attend. Mm -hmm. So with all these statistics out there uh, saying that a large majority are leaving their faith as they go to college, what's the most important thing or things, in, in your opinion, that a youth pastor or youth minister can do? Well, I, I think one of the things is that you're not done with them the day they graduate, you know, that you continue to be involved, encourage mm -hmm. them, and so forth. And I know you do that. Mm -hmm. But I see lots of places where that doesn't seem to be the case. They're, they're graduated, that's it, you know, they're, they're gone or whatever. But another thing I would say is, okay, do some prep before they graduate. And, and that is like, you know, Okay, ha do a three, four, five-week thing with just your seniors, you know, and, and do some prep on some things, you know. Like apologetics and that yeah, sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, you can do something out of the book, you know, or, right. or whatever like that. Uh, another thing I say is do parents. Like uh, some different churches have had me do a thing, you know, about uh, talking to parents. Okay, what parents, what can you do, what, you know, and all like that. Ah. And uh, parents, parents, yeah. we're, we're going to touch on that one okay. in, in a few we'll minutes. Circle back. We're going to okay. come back for yeah. that. One. Okay, but uh, you know, I, I I agree with you on that. And th this year, I, I, one of the things I did as a student pastor, I made sure to contact all the collegiate ministers yes. where all our kids are going. And uh, some of those guys, are, gals, are kind of hard to track down. But yep. uh, and then of course we had a couple of well, we had one student that ended up not going to a Baptist uh, school that had a BCM, mm -hmm. but. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked to the uh, the spiritual guy there on campus, the um, in the student relations department, and mm -hmm. he hooked him up with a, a campus pastor yeah. at a local Baptist church. And I, you know, I want to totally encourage uh, any of y'all that are listening to to take that extra step and and be accountable um, of trying to do whatever you can do to get your seniors uh, connected with somebody on yes. campus that can help them. Um, in that in that area, and uh, somebody that can will contact them, somebody that'll follow up with them. I've already had some of our kids talk about that. Some of the BCM directors have already called them, texted them, sent them yeah. an email, yeah. and so I'm, I'm very encouraged by that. Rick, do you have anything you want to add? Oh yeah, that? well I mean just on the on the other on the flip side of that because you know Lee's 
Uh, and I've, I've done the student ministry side for a long mm-hmm, time right, too, and just right. preparing them, trying to get them prepared for school. And now I'm on the receiving end of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm a college pastor in a, in a church and we, we work closely with the, yeah, the BCM guy on campus and there's a lot of campus ministries and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, that you, you talk about that, that two week period mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. there. So for, a, um, someone like me who's doing ministry and, and we get these names and, uh, students are signing up for things and we'll do follow up and we'll contact them and think, what do you think is the, like one of the most important things that someone like me can be doing in those first two weeks to make, to help students get, find the right friends, get plugged into the right place? Well, I, I think just making personal connections, you know, I'm all about eating on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the reasons you make such great friends in college is eating together. You know, I think you're more who you are when you're eating than any time else. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard <laughs> to put on fronts then. You know, on Sue and my's first uh, date, uh, I spilled ketchup all down the front of my white shirt. You know, and she just had to take me as who I was from then on. You that know, sounds like a country day. song. <laughs> it, does, right does. <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think just man, getting out there and making connections. And another thing is communicating that you want to help them and benefit them. You're not just trying to get something from them. Uh, And one of the things I say, and it's real easy to be misunderstood on this, or some people I think maybe understand me and don't like it, but I think we have to be careful that we're not just preaching to them, but we're talking to them like in their events and so forth about some of the questions they have and some of the college issues and so forth. And I think it's real easy to, we're, we're just, preaching the Bible, well, what, nothing wrong with that, but uh, some of those issues, if they're not addressed by college ministers, they're not going to be addressed in 11 o'clock church or whatever like that. And so I think we got to be talking to them about uh, issues that, that are specific to college students, and, uh, and, and we have to be real, real careful about it. And one of the things I always try to do through the first few weeks in, in any event where I spoke or whatever, even if that wasn't a topic, I talked about forgiveness. Because one of the things I said is I think a lot of kids come to school and they do some stupid screw up at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it may just be as simple as drinking their first beer, you know, and they're, oh, I'm, I've messed up. I'm off of where I was or whatever like that. And so I talk a whole lot about forgiveness and, and no matter what I'm talking about, and and I I think that that's a big deal. They like to test those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of to, to marriage two things because again, you know, I think Lee asked a good question. You know, what the what the student pastor can be doing to help prepare them. Well, you know, the fact that Lee and I get to work together now, and mm-hmm. we've known each other for so long, um, I, I make it a point. Uh, you know, I'm 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 doing things on campus and I'm, I'm getting to know these students mm-hmm. and everything, but I make it a point. I stop by his ministry every now and then. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I get to know these students cause I, hopefully some of them will stay around, but even the ones that go off to school somewhere, you want that relationship right. with them and everything. And, and when I never had camp, that. You go to camp with them too. Go to camp with them or whatever I can do. And, can. uh, just to, to make that connection so that I'm a familiar face. Right. I think, I think see, them seeing me on campus yeah. is a big deal. You know, that I'm a familiar face, I agree. but what the, um, what, what I was I was wondering is because I've, I've never this is the first place where I've had that dynamic mm-hmm. right I didn't have the last church I served in as a student pastor I didn't have a collegiate pastor right next to me but and but I knew some of the guys that were on campuses that were near me and and they invaluable things so we could talk about students and I could follow up with my students that way but what's the 
you know, it's almost like we live in two different worlds sometimes because I, I used to go to conventions as a student pastor and you see other student pastors and you know, everybody knows everybody else's mm-hmm. names and we're like, Hey, how you doing? How's your church going? I do that as a college pastor. Now I go around mm-hmm. and all these guys know, know each other and I'm learning everybody now. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to combine those two? Cause like he's handing the baton off to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that, uh, I know, and you said an important thing. It's like his job's not over when mm-hmm. they graduate. He, you know, following up is a good thing, but he's he's basically handing them off. And the difference between his ministry and my ministry is a day. I mean, they graduate, mm-hmm. and and there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, because you've you've done this a long time, and you've uh, been around. What's the best way you think for us to to communicate with one another, or to the best way to hand off that baton? And like, I don't know. Combine those two worlds, because I see them as pretty separate mm-hmm. right now. What's the best way, you know, you have any thoughts on that? Because for me, it's been kind of frustrating. <clears throat> well, I, I think if I had the perfect answer to that, I'd really have a good selling book. There you go. um, I, I think it's just knowing and working at ten- intentionally at being partners. And, and I think part of that, I'm all about going somewhere and staying there for many, many years. Mm. Uh, and I think that's part of why God blessed our ministry at ASU. It's because over those years, you develop those relationships and you know people and they know you and all like that. And, and I think one of the things that hurts us in youth ministry and one of the things that hurts us in college ministry is constant turnover. And uh, uh, of course, one of the things I say is we got to pay people enough that they can stay uh, for years go. and for a lifetime and so forth. But, but I think that's part of the hooray that comes out of the investment of many years and a lifetime in a place and and uh you know okay youth ministers know they can trust the college minister and they'll call you and say hey so-and-so's coming here or here's a one of my guys is in trouble can you you know and stuff like that so i think i think a part of it it is working at having a wide variety of relationships with people all across the scale in in ministry and uh you know people call me and say hey i'm sending this kid to you you know and so forth and so on and so uh I, I, just, I just think it's I, I think you you realize the importance of it and that I mm-hmm. think that's 65 percent of it right there well, that's good that's good to know well yeah. I it, it, let's go back to that parent question yeah we mentioned earlier a little bit I had a conversation with a, a, a college minister at one time and I was asking them you know they were trying to figure out some different ways to to, to get support for their ministry and some other ways in which they could, you know, build some accountability there with their students. And I, I mentioned the notion of contacting their parents and trying to network with their parents. Mm-hmm. And I was quickly told that um, that's no longer a item on the list when it comes to, to students when they get to college, that they have outgrown that and that parents are doing their thing and students are doing their thing. And me and this college minister, we. We kind of agreed to disagree on that because I, as, a, as a youth pastor, I see the value of parent ministry. That wasn't me, by the way. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't. Yeah, just let you know. Well, I want to say me. I want to yeah. agree with you to disagree with that yes. person. Well, I just, I, you know, and if you could touch on that, you know, just because I see a value there. And I think that's a lot. That's an area that, that a lot of campus ministers, when they get to college, you know, for whatever reason, I don't see a whole lot of emphasis on that. 
And there again, you know, I, I know it takes it takes a lot of work mm-hmm. to get parents involved. And parents think, well, I've I've already paid my check, mm-hmm. I've moved them in, they're mm-hmm. on their own. Mm-hmm. But I think behind the scenes, parents can have a role yeah. of not just accountability, but also for support uh, for for the BCM or whatever mm-hmm. collegiate ministry mm-hmm. that they're they're plugged in. Um, and so I just I just like to get your thoughts about how can, how can parents. Well, here, here's one of the things I that. say is that uh, uh, you know parents say, well, I can't control what they do. No, you can't control it. But just like you talk to them about going to class and studying and keeping your, their scholarship, you can talk to them about faith. Right. Are you involved with church? What are you doing? Where are you going? What's going on there? You can't control it, but you can be an encourager of it. But here's what I think. I think a lot of parents dropped out while they were in college, and then they came back, and so they, they kind of, oh, okay, they'll drop out, and then they'll come back later. Mm-hmm. Well, as you know, our studies are showing they ain't coming back. Right. You know, and so I think, and I don't know, it's kind of communicated. Now I know you're not going to be involved while you're in college. That, you know, that's okay and all like that. And so I think one of the things parents say, hey, this is part of who we are. Okay. And two other things I would add to that. Like, uh, uh, you know, I know a family that went to visit a college recently and, and uh, they went to what they thought would be a college church on Sunday while they were there. And that was part of this is what all we're looking at, you know kind of deal and uh you know i've said okay parents you can say hey okay we're coming for homecoming weekend looking forward to it think about where we want to eat and then where we're all going to go to church on sunday and so forth and that's good stuff Mm -hmm. yeah you know so just parents be plugging you know and just like you're saying hey uh, you know, are you studying? Are you going to class? Because they're still they're still paying the bills. You bet your life. The ma- majority of parents are yeah. still paying the bills. They're still yeah. paying for the cell phone. Yeah. They're still paying for insurance. Yeah. You know, there is there's still some responsibilities that parents have for for students when they go off to college, and so it just I, as a, as a as a youth pastor, it encourages me to hear you say that. Well, here's here's the other thing I say that people say, okay, well they'll come back after college. <clears throat> well, okay, if that's true. They come back with the decisions they made while they were away from the Lord in the church. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it's not like they come back, okay, and we just pick up where we were. No, we, we pick up with all the th- decisions and things that have been made in the f- three, four, five years that they were away from the Lord in the church. Right. That's a really good point. I mean, that's – I wish – yeah. Uh, I know parents are different, and parents have their own role. I mean, I'm a parent. I mean, we're all parents mm-hmm. in here. And um, and I know a lot of people have different philosophies on parenting, and that's up to parents to do. Mm-hmm. But man, just how vital it is to have that uh, encouragement from the parents. I, everything you said, just to encourage them. Why they're, Hey, where are we going to church when we come visit? Mm-hmm. And I want to see the place where you've been going. I want to meet these people. Mm-hmm. And to have that accountability from the people that are paying the bills because – that's so true, you know, because you know, I've talked to so many people um, that, and I've seen that more people that were my age, like when you when you went back for the high school reunion, and they're back, and these people didn't that left church and they've gone back because mm-hmm. now they have kids and mm-hmm. it's important for them, but they're dealing with the baggage mm-hmm. from when they didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think people talk about it enough about the, all the stuff you're doing in the meantime. That wasn't. That wasn't good for you, mm-hmm. you know. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's harder to. Yeah. It's harder to come back than it is to start. Oh, exactly. 
That's that's a great comment. It's hard to come back. And just well, start. it's harder for anything. It's harder to like if you if you've ever worked out or anything. If you when you start and you start building, if you stop for a while and you come back, it's discouraging because you know where you used to be and you're not there now, and and so that's a that's a really good point. Appreciate that. So, I tell you what, um, we asked each other this question in our last one. It was our last podcast was our first one ever. <laughs> so we're pros now. Um, we are. We're professionals. Yeah, we're very good at this. Uh, Anyway, uh, but we asked ourselves this question, and I would love to hear you you answer this because, um, you know, uh, where again, where was it? Where was the first place where you served as a campus minister? Uh, Henderson State University. At, at Henderson in State University, right? And it was right after coming home from Vietnam, right? Yeah. Right there. I took the job. I'd never been to Henderson. I'd never seen it. And somebody said, "How could you take that job?" I said, "I thought I'd like it better than Vietnam." There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the food was better. Um, uh, but anyway, so if you now mm-hmm. um, could go back and talk to that first year you and everything, what would you tell yourself? What advice would you give yourself? Yeah, I was stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I go back to, again, that first two or three weeks. I, I, I just don't think people that haven't done it or, or have realize how key that is. Uh, I, and I, I have a saying, uh, uh, spend wisely extravagantly during those first two to three weeks. And I don't mean just throw money. Money doesn't make a ministry, but, but you be willing to invest in what you're doing. And really, because that window is there and then it closes. And uh, and it's a lot easier to when that window's open than it is to try and to pry it open and so forth. And so I think that's huge. And then again, just being involved on campus, going to intramural games, eating in the cafeteria, you know, uh, uh, I eat in the cafeteria all the time. I have a saying: walk across the campus and through the student center every day, you know, because it's amazing what I call bump visits you have. Oh, hey, man, how are you doing? Or students will say. Oh, I've been meaning to talk to you, you know, or, oh, well, hey, how are you? Oh, good. Have you met my roommate? No, I hadn't met your roommate, you know. Just being out there, being being around, as the Army calls it, showing the flag, you know. Mm-hmm. That's good. I've, I've found, because I've, it's funny, because I, I, Lee and I talked about that, but I was a, I was a student minister, a youth pastor for so many years, mm-hmm. and so I've, I've told people this past year has been like my freshman year. Mm-hmm doing college ministry and I've asked advice of all these people that are half my age that have been doing it longer than me. And, and I've, I've, they've been great too. A lot of people have been very good, but, um, so I'm just trying to soak in as much wisdom as I can. I tell you, I've, I've, I noticed everything you just said, uh, so true because the more I was on campus, cause I'm, a, and I, you know, of course I'm in a, I'm in a local church. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not, you know, my, my ministry isn't located on that campus. Right. Uh, yeah. every day I'm trying to get them come here, but, but the more I've gone and I sat in at the BCM or I go through the there, mm-hmm. and the more those students have seen me around, even the ones that go to other churches or something like that, they know who I am now. And they're um, a familiar face is always better. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're like, oh, okay, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just like, who is this old guy walking mm-hmm. through your campus right now? Mm-hmm. You know, um, just making those connections is. Well, you know, and I say look for the traffic point on campus and uh, hang out there. You know, like I, uh, we had a big lunch program, <clears throat> and uh, at uh, t- 
quarter of nine, I would go out on campus and walk around the main traffic points till nine o'clock while students were changing classes. And then I would go back out at a quarter of 10. And again, as they were changing, I'd be out talking and mingling and stuff like that. I did talk about church deal. I did a church ministers, uh, college ministers conference some years ago. And the, the number one complaint they had was, it's hard for me to ever get to campus because of the meetings at church and things like that. And I thought, oh, man, that's you, you got to get there. And I, I just think that's huge, just being there and being being on campus. And I, you see things and know what they're dealing with and what's going on and so forth like that. It's a whole, the campus is a whole other world. Exactly. I mean, it really is. Uh, we, we talked about that um, with some students that were coming recently because they were students that wanted to go away to school and didn't want to stay in their own hometown mm-hmm. and, and go to college. Mm-hmm. And I think one of their mothers was saying um, – Look, when I went to school here, like there was because we're in, we're in Jonesboro, so mm-hmm. like there's like there was Jonesboro, and then there was Arkansas State. Those mm-hmm. were two different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you lived on campus, that's a whole other world right there. And so I, as a college pastor here in town, I have to go into that world yeah. as much as possible. Well, you know, I paid for both my daughters to live on campus their freshman year, and they were 50, We lived 15 minutes from campus, and and my older daughter said that first night in the dorm, I was so homesick, I thought I was going to die. Really, you know, and, and because she had moved into that world, you know, and, yeah. and and I think that's part of that. Okay, we got we got to get in that world, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, you, earlier you mentioned um, the uh, having those conversations with students mm-hmm. and and talking about what they're dealing with now, and, and not just and of course Bible studies are huge, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. but yeah. but really getting into their lives and what their the questions yeah. they have, so. What do you see as some of the big things that college ministries right now really need to be asking about or questions they need to be answering? Well, what do you want to do with your life and why? You know, like uh, <clears throat> one of my big things is uh, with our student leaders is that I would meet with them an hour a week individually, you know, and then when we got bigger, somebody would meet with them an hour a week. And, and the first half hour, I just say, we talk about whatever you want to talk about, you know, and, and kind of stuff. And, and some, and I would just ask questions like, why are you majoring what you're majoring in? You know, what, what, what brought you to that point? You know, why, why, you know, and just stuff like that. And one of the things I say to them, I'd say, you're not ever going to tell me something I hadn't heard before. Now, once in a while, I went, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say so, but boy, you got me on that one. You know, and I think that's part of the, they know they can say anything to you Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, that you're not going to throw them out or whatever like that. And uh, uh, they they need people they can do that with because they're they're afraid, you know, of I'm going to mess up with somebody or whatever like that. So so I'm all about, hey, you, you can say anything to me. And uh, we'll work from there. That's awesome. Well, I, I just, I'll tell you this much, just from just being here, you know, Lee and I were talking about this beforehand. You know, when we both came to this church, they're like, oh, you're, you're going to Heartless's church. You know, the, having you here is a, is, a, is a good thing. But you do a lot right now um, for college ministers because you, you have a blog mm-hmm. that you do. And can you tell us where, where that is? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, how, how, can get pe- to, how can people how do we get follow you on that? Okay, it's collegeministrythoughts.blogspot.com. And I usually post about twice a week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, you don't have to subscribe. You, know, you can you can, and get it by email if you want to. Go down to the bottom of the page and it'll come by email. Uh, 
I do that. And, and uh, a couple of years ago, I wrote a, you know, a book called Almost Everything About College Ministry. And uh, uh, part of why I'm doing that is because I just, uh, there's just not a whole lot out there. And so uh, I, I just, you know, and, you know, people say, well, I thought you retired from the ministry of Arkansas State. And I said, I didn't quit being who I am. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't quit the call of God on my life. And I want my life to count. And that's one of the things I came out of Vietnam with. I want my life to count. And, uh, uh, you know, guys were saying, well, I'm gonna, when I was in Vietnam, they were saying, well, I'm going to go home, stay drunk all the time. What are you going to do, Arliss? And I was famous. I was the only one there that didn't drink. <laughs> so it was, well, what are you going to do, Arliss? And I said, I'm going to go home to Arkansas and run for governor. Well, that was a stupid thing to say, but, but that was kind of my way of trying to say I want my life to count. And I still want my life to count. If, if, if I live to be 113, I want my life to count. And, uh, you know, so that, that's, this is what I do in my life. Well, if it's any consolation, it, it's, it's, it's counted a whole lot in my life, just even well, being here. I mean, and uh, it's been very valuable. I mean, and uh, talking and, to other college ministers, yeah, we, you're counting in a lot of lives. Well, because I, I see you right <laughs> now really a lot as you're ministering to ministers, uh, yes. just with the blog and, and the books that you've written and, and just being there to uh, uh, – I know a lot, of, a lot of them keep in contact with you and have good friendships with you, and it's very, it's very appreciative. I mean, and, and for those of you who don't know, if you've never been around artists, like the, the guy is always on the – like he's, he teaches Sunday school here. He's, he's doing a bunch of stuff. He's – um, I mean, he's taken me to lunch several times and I get to ride in the Mustang. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did we put the top down? I, we, we had, I don't think we've done that uh, okay, yet. Okay. I don't know if we've done that or we'll not. We'll do it. Oh, we, wow. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, you know, you, you basically shared, you know, what you want people to know. But here, here's a question that, that I like to ask a lot of times is, what do you wish we'd asked you that we didn't <laughs> ask you? What did we What did we leave off? Can you think of anything? I, I don't have just a. You know, I, I one of the things I guess is talk about, and I don't know if this is the place to do it, but there's just a lot of cuts being made in college ministry right now, and I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy, and uh, one of the things maybe to talk about is how do we make the case better that people understand we can't do that. And how do we help people be influential and parents and others saying, hey, we don't want these cuts made. And I think a lot of times these cuts are being made because they can make it for different reasons with the least amount of pushback. Right. And and so, uh, uh, you know. Uh, we well, let's need, talk about it. I mean, yeah. I mean we well, just for clarification, you mean cuts like your college ministries right? yes, and like yeah. people that have been in positions. Yes, those positions are gone. Mm-hmm. They're selling uh, centers that are on the campus in the center of campus and mm-hmm. things like that and, and so forth yeah yeah well what mm-hmm. can people do i mean that and that's the thing i know we can we can email i know we mm-hmm. can we can you know well if you're bad awareness to it talk you to your know? baptist leaders and say hey we want right. this we we want this and make sure they know in here that it is a need and a priority and another thing you can do is be an encouragement to college ministers because uh, it's really easy for a college minister to feel alone Right. And, and mm-hmm. I think one of the two things that kills college ministers is the feeling of aloneness. The other is comparison. But, but I think the number one is just feeling alone. And one of the reasons people say to me, how did you do it so many years? And one of the things I've said, I never felt alone here. 
I never felt alone. This church, boy, they loved me. They loved my family. They promoted me and all like that. And by promoted, I mean, hey, look here. Look what this guy's doing. And all like, I never felt like I was the only one that cared. And that's huge. And a lot of guys and gals feel like they're the only one that cares. Mm. And that's why they can't go another year or another whatever. And so one of the things you can do, if nothing else, is just be an encouragement to a college minister. Right. Uh, and there again, you know, back to what you said about showing that support. Uh, I hate to think where I would be if it hadn't been for our, our BSU mm-hmm. at Kapai Lincoln Community College. Mm-hmm. You know, Brother Roy Smith was, was leading that and, and just his influence on my life, you know, as a freshman coming in and, and, and the thing that he did so well was just to give us opportunities to lead yeah. and yeah. to use the gifts. And, and so, you know, if, if you're a college minister out there or a BCM director and you, you listen to this, um, invest in those kids and, and love on them, and, and you never know what's going to happen. You well, know? ask them to do things. Yeah. You know, I, I, th- I think an unfortunate shift we've made right now, and I understand the reasons for it, but used to be when I first started out, the word was, if you're up front, you're not doing your job. You need to have somebody else up front, one of the students up front mm-hmm. doing things and so forth. And and kind of there's a a thing that's developed now that it's more you're supposed to be the speaker and you're supposed to, you know, and all like that. Well, there's things good about that, but we need to get students doing, get them, you know, lead the band. Lead. I was here at church one Sunday morning and our band was leading and I looked and everybody in that band but one had prayed in our, played in our worship band on campus, you know, and I thought, okay, that's part of what we were trying to do right. and so forth, you know. That's good. And so I, we got to ask them to do things and, and give them the chance to do it. And sometimes you're going to sit there and go, ooh, you know, but but experience. And I know people sat through things I did going, ooh, you know, kind of <laughs> thing. And, you know, students said they could tell when something wasn't going right because I would rub my forehead with my right hand. <laughs> And one girl said, I looked back there one time, and you were rubbing your forehead with both your hands, oh, you know. And I said, yeah. But I, you, we do that. Ask them to do. Don't do it for all for them, but get them. Right. Okay, you do this here, you know. Well, I think about my own son, my, own, my oldest son, Jeff, who, who was at LSU. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for years, I tried to get Jeff to help me in my student ministry when he was in high school mm-hmm. to lead the praise band yeah. and that sort of thing. And, and uh he, he, he would keep telling me, no, Dad, I just don't feel like I need to do it, you know, for whatever reason. And he goes to LSU, and his, his leader down there, Steve Masters, gets a hold of him. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm looking on social media, and he's leading worship mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. playing the area youth rally and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I'm like, that's sorry, Joker. I can't <laughs> believe he – it's the whole analogy, you know, yeah. the, the deal where if you you're, can't coach your own kid. Yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah. somebody else can coach your kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Steve Masters could ask Jeff to, to gargle glass and he'd chug mm-hmm. it. You know, I mean, that's just the kind of influence that he had in his life. And I think the reason was he knew that Steve cared about him. Yeah. And Steve yeah. was interested in his yeah. life. And, yeah. you know, it, it just the thought to me of, of that influence being taken off of our campuses because mm-hmm. of yeah. money and yeah. resource, what, that just, that hurts mm-hmm. because yeah. – if you take that out, that if you remove that mission field off the table, you're setting yourself up for a future that is going to be so detrimental yeah. Yeah. to yeah. to their existence. Let me throw another part into that: <clears throat> international students on campus. Mm-hmm. If we in the United States, if we as Christians did international ministry like we could, we wouldn't even need to send foreign missionaries. 
because mm. those students are going to go back, Come on. many of them, and they're going to be the economic or political leaders in their country. If they go back as Christian, man, the, the impact and so forth. Wow. So, I, yeah. I mean, just, and, and uh, uh, you know, it used to be Southern Baptists had somebody in charge of that. Now we don't have anybody in charge of that. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, oh, well. You know what are we going to do? Yeah. Well, why don't I'm we? I'm thankful locally yeah. we have several yeah. people that yes that yes. do that. I, I'm I'm very encouraged by that, and we have, and it's it's neat because we have several students that'll bring international yes. students to our church on Sunday mornings, yeah. and they're very invested in that. I know the BCM has like mm-hmm. that, they call it the conversation club where mm-hmm. they try to mm-hmm. get those together. But that's so true. Uh, you here you have like global missions coming to you. Yeah, and there's such an opportunity there. Um, yeah, for that too. That's great. Um, well, I, I think that's it, man. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to keep you yeah, forever. Uh, but we do want to plug a little bit um, before we get out of here. You know, we, we're on Twitter now. Yeah, we did. We, we joined we, the tweets. We, we did join up <laughs> on Twitter. All the T-shirts, Student Ministry Podcast. If you search for it, you can find it. Uh, Instagram, All the T-shirts Podcast, and as well as our email is All the T-shirts Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, you can find us now on Spotify and Apple. Wow. Yeah, we're both like, yeah. Big, we're going big time. We're going big right? time. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, big time. Like, we need we need to have you, like, as a recurring guest on here. Because <laughs> like I have a feeling we'll get a bump from this just from, yeah. having, from having our list. And we do, we do appreciate you no, yeah. coming Thank by. you all. And go, look, his books are on Amazon. You can go on Amazon and get these, yep, right? Right. Yep. Uh, so Tips for College Freshmen. It's perfect. It's, for, it's for great. Youth pastors and youth ministers to give to their they're 12th graders. Uh, you could d- even design a curriculum around it with your teachers on Sunday mornings. Yeah, it's, and, it's wonderful. And what we've tell, told people before, too, is that book, Parents, will save you money. It will there save you money. There are some good tips in there for that. That's for the freshmen. And then uh, Arliss's book, Almost Everything About College Ministry, has been sitting on my desk uh, for a good while. Uh, I love this book. It's like a like almost like like an encyclopedia for for a college ministry. That, that was the point. Yeah. So and, and that's both of those are available on Amazon. Please go to that and go to his blog and check that out. Especially if you're a college pastor, he gives a lot of great tips and, and points to a lot of things on there. Um, please you know, go check those out. And if you're if you're a parent, you need to support your local yep. collegiate ministries. Absolutely. And especially if you're an alumni, if, yep. if college ministry did something in your life. Um, it's time, for, and, and you're out in the real world adulting, it's time for you to give back to that and, and support these ministries, and especially these collegiate ministers. And Well, and if every, every alum sent 25 or 50 bucks a year, it, it's unimaginable how much money that would be if right. every alum that was affected by a college ministry just sent 25 or 50 bucks a year. So there's a the challenge, folks. There it is. There it is right there. Josh, thank you so much for hooking us up and making us sound really well. Josh is over there just... Looking at the time, there he is, is. right there. So, all right, well, well, folks, we will uh, we will get out of here. We'll catch you next time. Thank you once again for listening. And uh, I have a closing quote for you. Oh, we have a quote. I do have a quote. Yes, from the great theologian Kyle. Kyle on page forty-five of Tips for College Freshmen, uh, tip number one hundred nine: Don't open a credit card to get get a a free free (laughs) T-shirt. Wise words from Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. All right, we'll see y'all later.